It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box. The show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Tuesday. That's right, a Tuesday, not a Monday. Tuesday, February 26th from Corner of the Galaxy Studios, getting ready for the LA Galaxy's big game this weekend against the Chicago Fire, the season opener on March 2nd at 5 p.m. Pacific time, that game on Fox Sports 1. So uh, we thought it might be an interesting week. I think it's way more interesting than anybody thought it would actually be. And so there's a ton to talk about. We have some uh, information on uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic that uh, my good co-host here is going to certainly tell you about. And then we're going to talk about Ola Kamara, uh, Giovanni Del Santos injuries, and of course leading up all the way to the game on March 2nd, the season opener for the LA Galaxy. So a lot to get to. Uh, probably not that much time to get to it either. So let's make sure we uh, talk to uh, the man, the myth, the legend. The man who has been traveling all about and is now back here on in the wonderful United States of America, uh, Mr. Kevin the Panda Baxter. Kevin, welcome welcome back to the U.S. of A, buddy. It's good to be home. Hey, you said Corner of the Galaxy Studios. Isn't that really just that closet under the staircase in your apartment? Yeah, it's basically Harry Potter land. That's basically how it works. Little little closet under the stairs. You can hear people walking over top of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, one, one man's studio is another man's closet. That's exactly. Hey, in podcasting land, we live in a uh, in a giant studio compared to uh, to some people who, and by the way, used to do this in a bedroom. So, I mean, you know, it, it, we, we've come quite a long way here at COG. Well, the last couple of podcasts, my studio has been my car, so. <laughs> I was going to say, we actually have we have you uh we have you at cog studios north now so we're, i'm we're, stationary in the squeaky chair that's right hey before we get uh 100 started one is I, I know you have some zlatan ibrahimovic news and i want to get to that but i also have to of course plug the stuff that i got to plug before we get to any of that oh, so the just pandalus t-shirts the pandalus t-shirts that are now almost the number one selling t-shirt Why we've ever had anybody would want that it's a it's a, more pandas less uh less i don't know what else less best i guess but uh corner of the galaxy's best in the galaxy t-shirt Open for round number two. Uh, I will say again, there is no truth to the rumor that I only reopened it because I forgot to order my wife one. Um, that is a false rumor, fake news. Don't pay any attention to that. But anyway, $20 gets you a shirt, helps support the show. So uh, those orders will stay open until March 13th. Orders start shipping out on March 21st and a big uh, big sale going on. $20 now gets you a COG scarf. Trying to move the last of these out so that way we can do a new scarf. So if you don't... Buyer beware. Neither of those items have a panda on them. No pandas to be found either way. Go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, click on the shop button. That's where you can find it. And that's all we really need to know. Uh, all right, then you actually, I know you were a busy panda today. Um, I was. And before, I was quite busy. before we get to that, I would just want to make you feel at home, too. Welcome to Panda and Pato's Morning Zoo. Pato. 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 And Panda. Panda. In the morning. Panda and Pato in the morning. All right, I didn't want you to feel left out. I know you haven't heard it in a while, so I wanted to make I have, sure. No, I heard it in French. It sounds cool in French. <laughs> I'm sure it does. All right, so uh, you were a busy panda today. Uh, what fun did and, and, and interesting people did you run into today? Well, I was out at training, ran into a lot of Galaxy players and, and coaches and all kinds of things, which we'll get to in a minute. But the big deal was um, the LA Times has a competing podcast. Uh, it's called Arrive Early, Leave Late, and it, it, you can find it on the LA Times website. But in any case, to do the season preview, we decided uh, this year with season opening on Sunday that we wanted to do 
a question and answer with Zlatan. There would be no uh, narrative for me at all. It's just my questions and Zlatan's answers. And that's going to be in the Saturday paper, but we also taped it for the aforementioned podcast. Uh, and it'll be, it'll go up on the podcast on Friday. And it was 20 questions with Zlatan. It's about a 25-minute interview. And it was, I have to say, it was really fantastic. Uh, I really wasn't sure what I was going to get. I tried to make a mix of questions, some softball, some that I thought might elicit sort of a funny response from Zlatan and kind of lighten things up. And then some that I considered to be kind of hardball questions. And in fact, uh, the two other guys that did the podcast with me, they told me that when I asked the question, they cringed and thought there's no way that Zlatan's going to answer these questions. But but he did. He was a really engaging. There was a little bit of Zlatan's greatest hits, some of the answers we've heard before, or at least the, the, the thread. Right. Other stuff was brand new. And uh, it was really interesting. He was really engaged. I, I, I was a little bit surprised that um, that he got so much into the interview. Um, some of the things he talked about, well, we, I, I asked him why he came back, and, and we've heard that before. He, a lot of unfinished business. He really wants to win. He wants to win with the Galaxy. He didn't feel like that they, they did enough last year. He talked again. He, he said this before about, you know, we have a playoff system in the United States, and it's okay to finish sixth because then you still go to the playoffs. And he said, no, it's not. We need to win every game. We need to finish top of the table. If we don't finish top of the table, we really haven't done anything. Making the playoffs, he talked about it's kind of a consolation prize. He did say that this season would be an absolute failure, regardless of how he does individually. If the Galaxy does not win MLS Cup, that he would consider that a failure. Um, loves Southern California. His family loves it here. One of the interesting questions I ask about his family, he has two sons, age 13 and 10. And everybody knows that Zlatan is a huge social media right. personality. He's got millions and millions of followers on on you know Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. He said that his two sons, he forbids them from, from going on social media at all. They cannot access social media. Uh, that's the one rule in the house. And he said the reason why is he thinks the social media universe is fake, that it's not uh, it's not the real world, and that until his sons learn about the real world and have some real-world experience, they, they he doesn't want them going on social media because uh, it, it, they're going to be uh, – lured into some kind of illusion that it's not true and so he doesn't think that they're ready for that at 10 and 13 and so he uh, forbids them from doing it he talked a little bit about uh the story you may have heard before when he first left sweden to go to the netherlands uh and he played at ajax um he used to he was lonely and homesick and uh didn't have anybody around to talk to he used to go eat dinner at at uh, ikea because he had swedish meatballs and that was a way that kind of reminded him uh, of home I asked him about, I think this is a, a, an answer you may have heard before, ask him a little bit about the perception that he is arrogant and a lot of the, the braggadocia, comparing himself to God and things like that, um, that some people took that as being arrogant. And, and he didn't like that question. He shot back immediately. He said, uh, you know, only ignorant people will see that as arrogance. And he said what it is is confidence, and it's a way of kind of building him up and, and, and giving him something to fight for. He did say he plays much better when he's angry. Right. He talked about Ronaldo being his favorite player of all time. It's somebody that uh, he imitated as a child. They're talking about Brazil's Ronaldo now. Thinks he was the greatest player of all time. And I asked him, well, if that's the greatest player of all time, t you know, we know that now. Tell me something that we don't know about you. And he said his all-time favorite personality and athlete is Muhammad Ali. And I think that makes a lot of sense when you think about uh, Zlatan uh, being one of the greatest in his profession, being outspoken, again, sort of braggadocious, but then backing him up. Him up or backing it up, the the boast uh, backing those up, you could definitely see how 
he kind of has a Muhammad Ali personality of his yeah. own. Yeah, it, it seems like that. And, you know, being you gave us all the answers to all the questions, nobody needs to listen to that podcast now. So don't go to any <laughs> other podcast. No, uh, it comes out on Friday, right? That's what you said? And we have a real studio for that one, by the way, not a closet. I'm sure. I'm sure you. I'm the big bucks, LA Times. I know how that. I know yeah. that how that works. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll go up Friday. The podcast is called Arrive Early, uh, Leave Late, and it's on the LA Times website. And then the the print version of that will be on the LA Times website as well on Friday afternoon. And in the paper for those of those of us who still read the paper, those of us who chase kids off lawns and read papers, yes, we, we will get it in our paper on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I get the news. I don't actually, I lied. I get the electronic version of the newspaper, which I think is a good deal for me. So I Heresy, mean, heresy, hey, witchcraft. I, it's, I don't know how they do that. I did send my wife out this weekend, though. I had to go down to a conference in San Diego, so I sent my wife out to find newspapers uh, that had me printed in it because I was like, hey, you got you to get a newspaper. Every time I'm in it, that, that'll probably never happen again. You got to grab one. And you gotta you gotta put it in the in in my like newspaper storage place where it goes. I'm sure you do the same thing with all your articles too, right, Kevin? Oh, you talking about the the byline you had? Yeah, yes. you did a you did a great job. I um I actually feel quite threatened. I I think I might just uh, slink back to covering baseball again. Yeah, was, you really put me in my place. Yeah, okay. Three things. I think I think every fan could have gotten the three things right. And thank God the uh, LA Times has good editors and and they helped me out there. So yeah, that it was good. It was good. I uh, I didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, can I? Let's go behind the scenes just for a second. Uh, the the that that article that I had to write those three th- takeaways from the Galaxy's loss against the Colorado Rapids, uh, the the deadline for that for me was 9:45 p.m. The game itself, Kevin, did not end until about a little after 10 p.m. So there was 15 minutes there where the some of the things could have changed, and in fact, one of them did because as soon as I sent it in, Zlatan Ibrahimovic scored a goal, um, which changed it a little bit, and I had to change my wording, so that had to change. But after that, I, I was sort of so it wasn't it wasn't fun at all, and you and you deal with this on a regular basis of having to have deadlines in before things are over, and then basically you have the chance to update it, but that's about it. I mean, you can't have the whole thing; they already have to have it ready for the paper there. Yeah, and and soccer's a little bit better because you know when it's going to end, unless it's a playoff game and there's going to be you know penalty kicks or something. Baseball was horrible; you just never know when the game's going to end. There was one year when the Dodgers, when I was still covering the Dodgers, when they had a ton of walk-off wins, and I would literally go into the eighth or ninth inning after deadline with two stories written: one the Dodgers winning, one the Dodgers losing, and you just had to wait for the result. And it you know it really teaches you sort of to think ahead to to don't commit to this angle necessarily unless there's a way you can get out of it if the result goes the other way. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. I, it, I, you know, it, it's what I do for a living, and, and I don't mean you know everyone's profession has challenges, but sometimes I, I, I'm not sure if people understand how difficult it is to sort of organize that and have it all come out uh, you know, when you have to turn your story in before the game's over, and then the next morning you wake up and someone wants to tell you you needed a comma on your lead, and it's like, <laughs> you guys should have been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the comma wasn't the thing I was worried about. All right, exactly. no, I was, I was trying to avoid stats in it because the stats could change by the time it's done, and you didn't want to have to app update all the stats. It was just, it was a nice thinking exercise, and it was only about three hundred words. So, you know, that was also a, a challenge. You want me to write five hundred words? I can do it all day. Three hundred words is more challenging. Well, you'd be surprised at the number of of times covering any sport football basketball baseball i hate basketball by the way soccer driving home from the game pulling off the side of the road and, and dialing on the cell phone always pull off folks when you're going to use the cell phone pulling off to the side of the road with the cell phone calling the desk and making sure i got the score right that yeah. is the one big fear because 
you know, if you're covering a soccer game and it's three to nothing and there's a late goal, sometimes you forget to put that goal in there because right. it's inconsequential. Right. Uh, same in a baseball game. And it's the fear always is getting the score wrong because the fans know what the score was. Yep. If you get that wrong, everything else you, you've written is open to question at that point. Yeah. And this whole paper thing, once they print it, that's sort of like it. There's no going back and just editing on your website and, you know, changing yeah. it and that type of thing. So anyway, it was it was a uh, it was another fun experience. I'm glad that you'll be back. I don't want to do it anymore. All right. Uh, it's it's too stressful for me. I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Let's get on to the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, now, a uh, what's left of them? I was going to say what was supposed to be a quiet night last night, Kevin. I was just I was getting ready to sort of relax a little bit. I was I was uh, at a conference down in San Diego. Um, you know, everything was sort of coming, and then all of a sudden, things really started clipping and 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 started to pick up. And and we saw that uh, Christian Dyer had reported that the LA Galaxy were looking at a move that would possibly move at, at that time Ola Kamara either to an Eastern Conference team or to I, I think China. Um, and what was our reaction? Our combined reaction. <laughs> This is BS. This is yeah, not there's happening. No way. There's this no doesn't make any sense. There's nothing like a, uh, okay, I think you were like, "Hey, I'll talk to him tomorrow. It's not a big deal." And the whole deal. And then, <laughs> literally 20 minutes later, we're on the phone, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this seems like it's it's happening." You're you're on the phone. Yeah, it seems like it's happening, and and all this stuff really started to break through. Obviously, the the whole waiting for the next day wasn't a thing, but uh, it, it comes down that basically Ola Kamara um, was looking for more money. At least that's how we're we're currently framing this and and you have to understand we're learning all of this as we're sort of going along so it's tuesday which means we've almost had 24 hours to digest some of this kevin um it seems like now uh with the la galaxy releasing a statement and everything that the deal has a better much much better chance of being completed than done um than it falling apart although it certainly could fall apart and there is a deadline here china's transfer deadline is uh february 28th so they closed that window on the 28th. So this is all coming down to the wire, certainly if they're a day ahead of us as well. Um, this is coming down to the wire for, for China and them and trying to get Ola Kamara in under that transfer window deadline. Uh, I don't even know if there's been a team uh, that's been announced in China. We just sort of know that it's in China and that Ola Kamara um, is, has been given permission to go to China uh, in order to pursue this deal. Now, well, yeah, well, go here, ahead. Here's, well, here's what I know about it from uh, having gone to training today. Ola Kamara, as you said, missed training. He is uh, on a plane or was, it's probably landed by now, but was on a plane today to China. You're correct. I haven't heard any team either. Maybe he's just going to land in China and just look for a team. But the fact that he's going to China, he, I'm told he's going to China to negotiate the deal, close the deal. Uh, the fact that he is physically going, I mean, you can do all that stuff by the internet or, you know, the, electronically you don't need to physically go there it tells me he's probably doing a physical or some other kind of thing where he absolutely has to be there given that the transfer window is that close he has the blessing of the galaxy now that doesn't mean the deal is going to be done because the galaxy on their end are going to be able to negotiate a transfer fee and in talking to Guillermo Barroscoloto the galaxy are already thinking about spending that transfer fee so they're not going to take whatever the Chinese team gives them. They probably have a figure in mind because my guess would be from the way Scalotto was talking, they probably have some targets that they want to go after with that money. They're also going to get quite a bit of TAM money back uh, when, if, when, or if Ola Kamara's contract comes off the books. Um, Scalotto said that uh, th this was not a complete surprise, that they knew that this could happen because uh, Kamara's agent told them two to three weeks ago that and this was uh, also in the galaxy statement that two to three weeks ago that this was a possibility that they were pursuing this and what it comes down to apparently is 
Kamara wanting more money. He got a raise when he came to the Galaxy. He was woefully underpaid in Columbus. Came to the Galaxy, got a raise up to about a million dollars. He made 925000 last year, according to the Players Union. But he looks around and says, well, this is a team with three DP or with four DPs right now. They got to settle that problem. And, you know, we know GDS is signed for a couple more years. Um, Zlatan can stay as long as he wants. If he, in, his, in my interview with him today, he said, he was not going to ask for a multi-year deal, but he was going to assess at the end of each season. And if he wants to come back next year, you know, he comes back. So I think Ola kind of looked around and said, there's probably not a lot a lot more money for me here. I'm 29 years old. Uh, you know, I have to think of my future. And so he started looking into the, to the Chinese thing. And talking to a couple of teammates, um, they didn't seem to know a whole lot more than that. They didn't seem to, to know which way he was leaning. They didn't seem to know... Uh, exactly when Ola started talking about that. But David Bingham was the interesting one. He said, um, you know, it's this is a business. And we all know at times, he said, that in MLS, some guys get looked over salary-wise. So if if he, Kamara, needs to go to China to earn a living and provide for his family, he should go. And uh, Chris Pontius said something similar. It seems that uh, the team said, uh, David Bingham says that, yeah, everybody knows that, that you know, this game is a business and that – players are in there to provide for their families. So if Ola Kamara can provide for his family better by going to China, David Bingham said, and Chris Pontius kind of backed him up, that, you know, the team is behind him. If this is what he needs to do, um, if this is a better situation for him, Ola, um, the team's behind him. Now, they did say it's a little bit unfortunate it's happening now, right before the start of the season, four days before the start of the season. But as Bingham said, they used a number of different rotations during uh, the exhibition season that it's right now it's next guy up and you know, they're prepared to have the next guy step up. Now, one of the things I know that you're going to talk about is there aren't a whole lot of healthy next guys. There's a lot of injuries uh, on this roster right now. And um, the fact that they're going to miss Ola just is one more potential starter. I I count like four potential starters. If Ola doesn't, uh, isn't around, there's four to five potential starters that aren't going to be available for the first game of the season. Yeah, it, it's a whole bunch of things. But let's go back, I mean, a, a little bit, just talking about the, the sort of money possibilities here for the LA Galaxy. And it's it, it's not as con- it's not as simple as just that the LA Galaxy will get the transfer fee or whatever they negotiate. And people are asking if we have heard a number for a transfer fee. I haven't, although somebody was kicking around, and I don't know how, how you know reasonable this is, a $3 million number for a transfer fee. And let's just pretend for a second, Kevin, that it is $3 million, right? So from, from what I understand about MLS rules, this is how that would sort of break down. Again, the Galaxy don't get to keep all that money, but what they do get to keep is their outlay for the players. So they paid $400,000 in TAM to the Columbus crew whenever they picked up Ola Kamara. Uh, They apparently are allowed to recoup that directly from the transfer fee before anything else starts. So you take that $3 million, you subtract $400K for it um, that the Galaxy get to keep. Um, so that's 400k that sort of puts them, you know, puts that you can put in your back pocket. Then you take 75% of the 2.6 million dollars that is remaining, and the Galaxy get to keep that. All right, that means 1.95 million dollars is 75% of 2.6 million. The other 25% goes to Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer gets a cut of it. They get 25% of of what that is. So whenever you look at all this, you're looking at you know what could be a significant amount of money for the LA Galaxy. Not to mention 
you have to add in, as you said, Kevin, you know, his salary, 925K. We don't know how much TAM is used in that. You could say that, you know, at the minimum amount, um, basically 925,000 minus the max budget, which is 530. So you need to pay that down under that max budget. Um, You know, you could get a significant amount of money back from that as well. So you you look at all this, you're looking at, you know, north of 2.8 or $3 million in total sort of cash recovery. Um, but at the same time, that's split into different sections as well. You're going to get some TAM back. You're going to get some TAM back, one for the outlay you played to Columbus and two for Gola Kamara's actual salary, but the transfer fee comes in as JAM or general allocation money. All right, so you can't mix JAM and TAM, so the Galaxy will have to figure out how they use the TAM money and how they use the JAM money in what they want to do. Um, and the potential for what they want to do, Kevin, is is across the board 100%. It could be, I know everybody's thinking, and I see it I see it online. Everybody's like, oh, well, what attacker are they going to get? I'll, I'll, first of all, I'll tell you, you should not assume that it's an attacker. Uh, the LA Galaxy are thin in defense. They probably need one more starter. It's something we've been arguing about for a while. Could they go out and get that starter? Yeah, but they're also thin on offense right now. Bradford Jamison certainly on loan, Kevin, uh, a loan that the Galaxy can recall him from at any time. So it's not like he's stuck in San Antonio if they need to bring him back. But if you look at the strike options right now for the LA Galaxy, it's not a long list. Well, no. Um, and, and one of the things, perhaps... You know, one thing coaches do is is when a situation like this comes up, they they just deal with it. If they look like they're panicking, if they look like they can't handle, uh, you know, the, the surprise, the team picks up on that. So perhaps Scalotto, when he was talking today, was just trying to do that, to look like he was in charge. But it, it didn't come across that way to me. It came across that, it, that he knew this was going to happen and that he actually thought that this could actually benefit the team. Great, you know, he is losing a player like Ola Kamara, but I think he has something that he wants to do with that money because what he said is he said uh, when we ask about about this today, speaking in Spanish, he said we're going to use the money to strengthen the team. It could be a player on the back line, in the midfield, or a forward, but we're going to use this money to make the team better. We're going to bring in players in whatever position to do that. Um, it, it, that no, I, I know that makes no sense when he just names every position on the field right. except goalkeeper. But the idea is. It, he just got a, a bunch of money dumped in his lap. And we know that there are players back in South America that he wants to bring here. Um, and he just got a bunch of money to do that. So I think he is really looking at this thing, uh, you know, as a positive for the team. And he thinks he can strengthen the team. But again, when we talk about the injuries, uh, this is not a good time to be without one of your starters. Yeah. And, and let's go to the LA galaxy statement on Olo Kamara, something they've released today. Um, and basically, uh, this is from general manager, Dennis Teclosa. Uh, Teclosa says, Ola has expressed to us his intention to pursue opportunities elsewhere, and we have identified an option that would greatly benefit our club financially. We believe that this decision was needed to improve and balance our roster while granting Ola's request. The transfer would allow us to achieve the best solution for addressing our needs both now and in the future. Um, again, you, you talk about it, Kevin, and you, you, you can hear it in their voice. They have, a, a, you know, yes... I will say this. I think that Ola Kamara still caught them off guard. Yes, there was two to three weeks. I think that they probably thought that everything was probably going to go away and that it wasn't going to be an issue because really the time and the window for that to happen is sort of closing rapidly from the Galaxy's perspective. But it looks like they found a place in China um, You know that Ola's agent did and that it's something that the LA Galaxy can probably work with in terms of a transfer fee and, and getting money for it, and that can work. But this still feels like, you know, uh, and... 
I know you talked to some players today. Um, I also, I reached out to some players, um, you know, sort of behind the scenes to try to see what their real temperament was. Um, and I'll tell you that it really matches what you, what you have reported, which is they're saying, hey, if the guy can go get more money, let him go get more money. Players are, are professionals. This is their job. This is how they make their livelihood. So them saying, Kevin, hey, uh, it's good for a player to go and get the money that he needs to make in, in order to support his family or do whatever he wants to do. That's fine. That's good. I will tell you this, that there was also a response that basically said, but the timing still sucks. Uh, the timing for this is not good. This is a team that has basically tra uh, tr you know, trained this whole preseason under a certain formation, you know, a 4-4-2, which is what they played at the end of last year. This is where the comfort level was for everybody. You're looking at the LA Galaxy shifting to a different formation. I know everybody wants to say it might be a 4-3-3 because Scalotto really likes to play in that, and it could end up being. But I'll, I'll say that I think it now fits in something that we argued last year when Zlatan came in. It fits to a 4-2-3-1. I mean, Ola Kamara... On his side of things, Kevin, we've always said didn't really fit with the LA Galaxy. Granted, he scored 14 goals for the Galaxy and had three assists last year. The Galaxy now have to find a replacement that is going to score similar amount of numbers, and that's a difficult thing to find. But within the formation, you know, the 4-4-2, Ola Kamara had to do a lot of work, and, and probably, you know, we I think everybody sort of said he was the, the unheralded hero of last season, just what he was able to do and how good he was. Uh, you know, orbiting around Zlatan and sort of, you know, going back and forth uh, with Zlatan and always running into the space that Zlatan is vacating and not getting in his way because there was never a Zlatan and Ola com competition here between, um, you know, trying to see. It wasn't like they were both in the same place at the same time. That hardly ever happened. Um, they really did a good job of staying away from each other and exploiting the space that each other was leaving open. So, uh, I mean, you know, a partnership-wise, they worked last year. Um, I know there were some fans just recently, Kevin, that were trying to tell me that you know, Ola Kamara doesn't fit on this team. Well, he didn't fit last year either, and he scored 14 goals. So the not fitting thing is just kind of a moot argument. But when you look at it, we said it last year, 4-2-3-1 makes more sense with Zlatan being that one up above. Um, and really, the Galaxy had you know Ola Kamara there. It was it was too difficult to sort of make that uh, that make that work. Um, so it went into basically a 4-4-2 or 4-4-1-1. Um, I'll tell you this as well. I know there's a report out there from from a reporter I saw it posted on Facebook um, that there is now a rift opening in the locker room for the LA Galaxy. Kevin, that's what I was. That's that's what this was reported. A rift between the higher paid players and the lower paid players. And you and I have reported a bunch of stuff about rifts opening in the locker room and how it goes. And usually there are divisions. And we've been told this many times, Kevin. You and I. That that usually there's a division between the higher paid you know players and the lower paid players. That's not anything that's new, and it doesn't necessarily even mean anything bad. Um, I did a little investigating on it, and I was told. And by the way, I was laughed at. I always like being laughed at. It's fun. I said, "Well, is there a rift opening up about this whole thing?" And then, no, no, there's not. Uh, the locker room certainly, I think, is is a little disappointed in the timing from Ola Kamara. But again, the support seems to be there, and there is no bad locker room, and there doesn't seem to be anything that's sort of brewing there. That was so if. If the Galaxy use this money then on the back line to shore up the back line, that would mean if Ola goes on the lamb, the Galaxy gets some tam and jam to cram under the dam? Yes. Did you write that down? You wrote that down, didn't you? You were like, hey, this is going to be a good one. Let me just say that. Hold on. That deserves this. Panda and Pato in the morning. Yes, it does. Absolutely. All right, good. Wait, wait to save that one for for the right spot there, Kevin. That was a, that was a good one. So anyway, let's. So I mean, we go into all this. This is all the stuff that's sort of brewing around this. 
But the one thing that I keep seeing, seeing Kevin, and, and the tinfoil hats are out, is that Gio orchestrated this whole thing, and somehow it was Giovanni Dos Santos who kept who who is now making Ola Kamara leave. Well, that's because Gio is the one that stands to benefit from that. If they find a way to keep him on the roster, uh, he was. I, I didn't think he was going to play. I mean, if they played a four four two with the uh, with you know Kamara up front with Gio, or excuse me, with Slaton, I didn't see any place for Gio to play. Right now, as you and I talked about the formation, if they go with the four two three one, you definitely see that Gio could be the middle guy in that midfield playing behind. Zlatan, and and that looks like you know if Gio can stay on the field and and play uh, up to some capability, that would not be a bad formation. And he definitely is the the best fit on the team for that position. I mean, you could play Legette there when he's healthy, but but Gio seems to sort of fit that position a little bit better. So maybe that's where some of this is coming from. Is that it, it does open some playing time for Gio, but there's other people that'll benefit too. As as uh, David Bingham t- told me, you know, it's next guy up. Yeah. Uh, who is the next guy up right now with all the injuries? Maybe it's Ephraim. I don't know. Yeah, Efrain Alvarez could be in there. Um, I think Cuello is certainly a name. Although uh, the LA Galaxy have a whole bunch of uh, of signings to do this week as well, Kevin, before these, this game actually kicks off on Saturday. Um, it, it needs to happen because Cuello is unsigned. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Araujo, Julian Araujo is, is unsigned right now. Um, there's a bunch of guys who have been playing throughout this preseason who are unsigned and not on this team. But I'll say this for Gio. It's not cause and effect here, and I would love to be able to tell everybody that Giovanni Dos Santos is the exact, um, you know, villain that they want him to be in this particular case, but it just doesn't feel that way, and it has never felt that way. I don't think right now the Galaxy's current uh, management, Dennis DeClosa, Guillermo Barrascoloto, I don't think they have a very good appetite for Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, no, yeah, and there, there's other, there's more news on the Gio uh, front. Um, if you remember, DeClosa last week said, uncategorically, all four DPs will be back. We have a way to do this. Uh, and I believe that they did have a way they thought it would work. The fact they haven't announced anything yet makes me wonder if, if there's been some problems. And then today came evidence that there might be a problem. Gio, again, was not at training. Uh, you know, he came in, allegedly came into preseason camp healthy, which you would expect after three months off. Guy should be healthy. But he hasn't been on the training field. At all. Much, if at all. Yeah. And he hasn't played in any games. And Skeletto kept saying everything's fine. We expect him. We expect him back. Today, Skeletto kind of broke with the close. The close was saying all along, all four guys are going to be here. Uh, Gio is going to be on the team. Today, uh, Guillermo, speaking again in Spanish, said, today I spoke with Giovanni. Yesterday, meaning Monday, he suffered an injury. So let's see what the next step is. Um, it didn't sound very optimistic. Didn't seem like he was getting better. There is a th- a, a thought um, out there that perhaps what Gio is doing is he's not really injured. He's deciding he's not going to train or play until his contract situation is resolved to his satisfaction. And in a sense, he's holding his breath till he turns blue, taking his ball and going home, whatever metaphor you want to use, but that he is not going to play ball with the galaxy until this contract section is, resol- is resolved the way that he wants it resolved. And so that's why he's not training that. In fact, he's not uh, uh, injured. And if all that is true, and we don't know that it is, it's speculation at this point, if all that is true, you could see why the Galaxy would be getting upset with him because they're they're reaching out. They're apparently saying, look, we want you on this team. We're going to find a way to keep you, uh, come out and train as we work on this so that you're ready to go opening day. And Gio's response is, I'm injured. I can't train. Uh, let me know when my contract situation is done, and we'll talk about it then. That's probably not 
uh, the situation that the new general manager and the new manager whose reputation on the, on the line, that's probably not what they want to hear four days before the opening game. Yeah, and and I believe there was also some news you know, surrounding Jonathan Dos Santos and talking to, uh, obviously, a good friend of the show, Mr. John Rojas. Um, John John was sort of saying, you know, um, we had heard before that Jonathan was sort of steadfast and that he was like, oh yeah, Geo's returning, Geo's returning, and we heard that a whole bunch. Um, I, I think that Jonathan walked that back a little bit about whether or not Geo is returning and coming back today. So, I mean, this is, this is getting to the point. Now, I, I told you, Kevin, I said it would be ridiculous to think that the LA Galaxy at this point just days away from the roster compliance deadline don't have a solution to their 4DP problem. I think that's ridiculous on its face, but I also won't rule that out. Um, and you and I were talking, it, it seems like, um, you know, before I felt like everybody was pretty confident in what the answers were going to be, Kevin, and now you, you hear them talking and there seems to be a lot more uncertainty. Um, well, things yeah. might have changed. I mean, they might have thought, hey, Gio, you want to do this? Yeah, you're on board with this. We're all together. Okay, and then and then there's a change of mind. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen Gio kind of change his mind or change his, his feelings about something. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they did seem very confident uh, a week ago, and all of a sudden that confidence, whether you're talking about uh, parsing Jonathan's statements or, or Guillermo's statements, it, that confidence does seem to have been gone. I, I, I agree with you. I think that they felt like they had an agreement ready to go, and that been blown up, and I don't know where it got blown up, but it, they – they're going to have to make a decision now in the next 72 hours, and it, it probably they're probably scrambling to find out what to do. Well, I mean, ultimately, the, the real decision, the final decision that everybody can sort of agree on is just buy Geo out. I mean, AEG can't really be bought. I saw your article where you said, you know, it's a big pill to swallow $6 million or $6 million plus for Giovanni Dos Santos. And I just, I can't see AEG balking at that. You sit there and go, okay, it's a non-performing asset. Get him off the team. He will have cost you, regardless of whether he plays or not, he's going to cost you $23 million during the life of the contract, and he had one season with double-digit goals, double-digit assists. That's it. Um, well, here, here's why that works. And I, I've agreed with that all along. I think that they should just buy him out and move on. And, and right now you have uh, the manager and general manager both making statements today in in reference to Ola Kamara saying, we know what we want to do with this money. We know how to strengthen the team going forward. This gives us the resources to do that. Left onset is the fact that they also have to to add a striker to the team now, or at least a forward. Something. Uh, somebody that, you know, insurance, if Zlatan gets hurt, remember he can't play on turf, so you need to have some insurance. You need Ola was that insurance. Now they need to get somebody. So there's kind of more of a need to get Gio out of the way. I've agreed with you all along that – the idea of trying to buy down his contract or buy out his contract, as, as I said in the article I wrote today, if let's just say the simplest way to do it. He's owed, we know it's more than $6 million, but just to make the math easy, let's say $6 million. So you give him $1.5 to get him under the DP range. You give him an option uh, or you extend the contract another year with the other $4.5 million so that Geo is made whole so that he gets a $6 million. Basically, what you're saying is we're going to kick this can down the road. He's going to be a DP next season. Well... What if Zlatan wants to come back next season? You already have Jonathan signed. Oh, I'm anticipating Alison Drini is going to have another fine season. He's going to want to come back. So now you start next season with four DPs. What if you? The other option would be, well, you give Gio this $4.5 million option and you buy him out in December. Why not buy him out now? Right. Why keep him around until December so that he can, you know, if there is going to be a locker room dispute, you know, perhaps – that starts with Gio being unhappy. Why keep him around and take the chance of that happening when both your manager and your general manager says, we need a replacement right now. We know who we want to go get. 
We just need the roster spot and the money to go get it. Buy Geo out, let them move on, and then pick up the pieces and go forward with what you have. Yeah, and it's not to mention, by the way, if the Galaxy are able to restructure a contract with Giovanni Dos Santos, it breaks so many rules within the league that it, it is cheating. And and I, I agree with that. In this one particular case, in this singular one, you have a guy with a guaranteed contract. I mean, Gio is in the right here in terms of if he didn't want to give up his money, he sh he doesn't need to give up his money. He's guaranteed contract of, you know, $6 million or $6 million plus, whatever it ends up being in 2019. It's the last year of his deal. It is guaranteed. There's no option on it and the galaxy can't just decide that they want to restructure it and mls shouldn't let the galaxy out of this there has to be a a solution within the rules now there's people out there trying to convince you that you know zlatan ibrahimovic and nigel de were also cheating in some way and those people are idiots because they don't understand how guaranteed contracts work all right so but this in particular you can't let the galaxy out of a bad deal here let make them buy their way out with the rules um, if it goes any other direction other than a straight buyout or other than Giovanni Dos Santos is still a designated player whenever this roster compliance deadline still comes in, however that ends up working, that seems more likely to happen. But if anybody else is restructuring with guaranteed money, um, it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous move that MLS allows them to just basically the Galaxy to flaunt the rules. And I, I'm, I'm usually for new rules that push the league forward. This doesn't push the league forward. This just lets the LA Galaxy avoid a contract. Well, and, and there are some big losers, though, if, if Gio does get bought out. Um, and the big losers would be the front office people that were involved in this. We know the ex-coach, the former coaching staff, the Bruce Arena, Dave Sarek and coaching staff did not want Gio. They saw him as a guy who moved on from team to team, that wasn't really a winner, that didn't seem to be committed. All things that have proven to be true, by the way. Um, and, and yet the front office brought him in anyways. The front office brought in Steven Gerrard, who pr proved to be a bust. This front office brought in Jao Pedro and tried to convince us that he was the second coming. They even gave him Gerrard's number. That didn't work out. He wound up wearing a tight ends number by the end of the season. Um, Michael Ciani, I met with uh, Roman Alessandrini's agent in Marseille on my recent trip, and he told me that he told the Galaxy repeatedly, do not sign Michael Ciani. This guy is not going to help you. They went out and signed Siani, and he said, well, look, if you're going to sign him, just do a, a short-term contract, six months tops. Do not go anywhere past six months. They signed him for a year and a half. So there's been a lot of bust, uh, contract bust, with this Galaxy front office just in the last two years. And uh, this would probably be the, the biggest one and certainly the most expensive one. And, and I think anyone involved in the signing of Giovanni Dos Santos, if, it, in fact, it costs – uh, AEG $6.5 million to buy them out, they're going to have to tread lightly going forward. They're going to have to make sure that the next player they recommend, that they've done their due diligence and homework and that the guy hits a home run and isn't uh, somebody that just uh, takes up a roster spot and a lot of money. I, I want to reiterate this because, you know, we said, you know, did Giovanni Dos Santos, you know, orchestrate this? It doesn't seem possible and it doesn't. I'll also tell you that Kamara leaving doesn't help the Galaxy's roster compliance one bit. Um, that, that's not a thing that happened. It's not a thing that can happen. Uh, Ola Kamara is not a designated player. He's just a TAM player and the Galaxy... He doesn't take up a foreign roster spot. He has a green card. That's it, yeah. And he takes a, he's, he has a green card. He, so you don't get an international slot. So you talk about going out and getting other players. The LA Galaxy would have to shop for other players if that's the case. Um, so a uh, shop for other international sp slots. So, you know, go over to New England. Why not? Uh, they're having they're I'm sure their owner is is doing just fine and is ready to yeah. trade some international slots once maybe a distraction or so. Um, but anyway, no, you, you look at this and this this doesn't help anything um, in terms of 
of the roster compliance. So this deadline, this March 1st deadline, is still a deadline that has to be met. Now, the, the transfer window itself is still open for quite some time. So the Galaxy don't need to ha find a replacement uh, by this March 1st deadline. As a matter of fact, uh, the transfer window stays open until May 7th. So you have, you know, the rest of February here, the last couple days, you have all of March, and you go into May before this transfer window closes. And, and you know, certainly uh, a big, tall, six foot five Swedish guy joined the LA Galaxy uh, after the season started last year. Um, it's more just that you have to have a compliant roster. So anybody you bring in would already have to be compliant. Um, we saw some of that with Joao Pedro being loaned down to LA Galaxy 2 to open up international slots last year. Uh, something I was told, by the way, that can't happen. That's not against, that's against league rules. And then it happened and everybody said, oh, yeah, that I guess that's a new rule. So or a new way to look at that rule. But where do they get the player from? I mean, the yeah. transfer, it would have to be somebody who was let go by a team. It's not like... No, no, uh, it doesn't. No, Nottingham it... Forest is going to send them somebody. I mean, you'd have to get somebody that that, that has been given up on by, by their other club. Generally not the top, you know, the cream of the crop when you're looking for players, you know, someone that another club has already given up on. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to. It, you, you can get anybody you want because the transfer window is open in Major League Soccer. You can get anybody. So really... Right, right. But, but is... Chelsea going to give up somebody? Their transfer window's closed. They can't transfer anybody yes, out. They, yes, they can. No, it's only in the window that's open. So as long as there's a window open, uh, which the window would be open in Major League Soccer, then you can bring that player into that that window. So it, it doesn't have you don't have to have even if it's closed in England, you can still bring an English player over as long as the window is opened in Major League Soccer where the player is coming to. So wherever the player is coming to, as long as that window is open, you can transfer. So that's Paul, those are the FIFA rules on that. So it, Paul, it's Paul yeah. Pogba. But yeah, exactly. Bring him on over. That's that's you could you could absolutely do that. So um, Pulisic. Uh, allocation issues, um, big allocation issues. There's a there's a rumor right now that Giuseppe Rossi, 32 year old Giuseppe Rossi, uh, might be coming to the LA Galaxy. Uh, that rumor is out there. I'll tell you, you know, I thought allocation might be in order for this, but uh, I'm being told allocation is not in play for this because it is select U.S. men's national team players and players who have been transferred out of Major League Soccer. So uh, Rossi has neither, but he's 32 years old. Um, he's had three ACL tears, um, but his Instagram certainly is showing him going somewhere. Is traveling somewhere to where it's sunny. Uh, it's supposed to rain here, so it couldn't possibly be Southern California. Um, it, it's going to rain a lot here in the next couple days and, and leading up to the LA Galaxy's uh, game on Saturday. So it uh, couldn't possibly be. But anyway, that rumor's out there. I, I know nothing about it. I have asked questions. People laugh, and then we continue on with our lives. I'm not saying there's nothing to it. I'm just saying so far uh, there's nothing to it. This is the same thing. If you would have asked me five minutes after I saw the Ola Kamara rumor, I would have told you, ah, there's nothing to this, Kevin. There's We don't need to pay attention to this. And then 20 minutes later, we're both like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Oh, Okay, that's well, interesting. Just the weird thing about the Galaxy is that you can never give up on anybody. Seriously, I mean, when the first time I heard, oh, Steven Gerrard may be coming, it was like, there's no way. He's the Liverpool captain. He's the English national team captain. He's not coming to the Galaxy. Five minutes later, he was on his way to the Galaxy. The first time I heard the Zlatan rumors, now we had three years to sort of ponder those. Yep. But the first time you hear those, I mean, the Galaxy is a huge club, and it's it's one of the few MLS teams that is known worldwide. Their games are shown in Europe. Uh, people know who the who the team is. Anybody wanting to come play in the states um, right now, without the Miami franchise uh, active, this is the place where a lot of those players, European players, want to go. So 
you can never say never. Let's start a rumor be, uh, based on that. Let's start a rumor. You know, when Neymar and Cavani come back to PSG after they get over their injuries, uh, I don't know, maybe Kylian Mbappe could come over. He's only 20. He's a guy that Galaxy could build for around for the future. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I, I think that's a possibility. It's certainly. I'll put it on the rumor tracker right now. Quack, quack. It's going up on the rumor tracker. By the way, All right, good. Pe- people are starting to quack at me, and it's probably my own fault, um, but I'm okay with it, I think. I think I was going to have them make panda noises at you, but I actually had to YouTube what a panda noise sounded like. There's none. No, there you're, there you're, is. You're, you're quacking up over there. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there, there is a panda noise. I, I've heard it. It's just, it's not one that I think you want people making at you. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird, weird sort of, gra- it's not a growling. It's not like a deep growling noise. It's more like a, like a middle pitch, like whining noise. It's weird. Anyway. Oh, I'm, I'm good at whining. <laughs> we know. We've heard. We've heard. All right. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but what happens with the Galaxy's formation and, and what does that mean? And so I've been throwing some things together specifically for, you know, there's sort of two things you have to look at. One is like, you know, sort of the full strength starting lineup. What would what would it be if everybody was healthy? Um, and you can sort of see Zlatan playing up at that one. Again, a 4-2-3-1. So you go Bingham, Shelvick, Polenta, Steris, Felcher. Those don't change no matter what happens. Uh, if everybody's healthy, it's probably Kitchen and Jonathan Dos Santos. Um, and again, if anybody, everybody's healthy. Kitchen won't be healthy for at least a month, maybe longer. Yeah, it seems like that's a... He's in a walking boot. He's in a walking boot right now, so so that's the thing. Uh, Let's see, you then go with Antuna, and then Leggett or Gio, uh, depending on where you want to put those two, and then Alessandrini, um, Leggett Leggett or Gio in the center of that three, um, and then Alessandrini on the right, and then, you know, um, Zlatan up top. I mean, that that makes some sense to me. The only problem is that a whole bunch of those guys are injured, so if you're looking at a possible Saturday... Yeah, pull the curtain back and show Saturday. It's totally different. Yeah, so again, uh, Bingham is Bingham. We should say, and we can update injuries as we go. Uh, Bingham trained fully today. He seems like he's going to be fine. And there, I don't think there's any worries on on anybody's part that he's not going to be ready for Saturday after blocking that ball with his face and slamming against the ground against. Uh, a, his face Colorado. looked fine today. <laughs> it's a normal David Bingham face. Um, yeah. So then your back line doesn't change. Shelvick, Polenta, Steris, Felcher. I think that's still going to stay. Don't see any changes there. Um, you would then have to go with Carrasco probably. Probably in the def- defensive mid next to Jonathan Dos Santos, who is healthy in his training. Um, and then that would mean Antuna, again, who is healthy. Cuello probably drops into the number 10 spot in the center with Alessandrini and then Ibrahimovic. You could put Pontius in the Cuello spot, which doesn't work. Um, you could put Efrain Alvarez in there, but Alvarez has been hit and miss during the preseason, so I don't think he starts over Cuello. Uh, Cuello's not even signed, so trying to predict whether or not they sign him. Uh, he doesn't take up an international slot. So that's okay. They could probably they probably have room for him on the senior team, but there was talks about maybe signing him to G two and then loaning him up if that was where they thought he would actually get. But it looks like he's much higher in that pool than probably everybody expected him to. So I mean, that's sort of where I'm I'm trying to place people right now. I mean, you got Kitchen who's injured. You have Juninho who has a knee injury and sort of is unknown right now. Um, Leggett is has the hamstring inju- injury. Gio with the muscle injury. Uh, you know, Giovanni dos Santos, as we said, Kevin fits in that ten spot in that center of the three of the four, two, three, one, but God only knows when he's ever going to see the field again, especially if he's going to be a powder pouty person. Like he sort of seems like he might being a, certainly the speculation has that there, or if he's really is injured, he's so fragile. How does he ever see the field again? Yeah. He only played, he only started 10 games last year and it, you know, the hamstring kept coming back. And remember the year before, after Ziggy had taken over for Kurt, he was just beside himself with, 
with uh, Gio, you know, the hamstring just repeatedly and, and uh, would hurt him. And Ziggy asked the physios to check into it and said, what are we doing wrong? Why is this guy hurt all the time? You know, was it just Gio not really being committed to the team or, or did he really have a lingering hamstring issue? By the way, you didn't mention Kitchen's injury as a right ankle. And yeah. again, he's in a walking boot. So that would seem to suggest to me probably a month at least. By the way, with Ephraim, um, an interesting thing, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that he was playing in practice and would, was told by Dennis and Guillermo that they were using him as a number 10. So if they do go with that formation that you talked about, right. he would be a guy that could possibly slot into the middle of that uh, midfield three. Yeah, he absolutely could. And could you see uh, Efrain Alvarez getting his first Major League Soccer start um, You know, on Saturday? Yeah, you could. Um, I behind still, Zlatan. Behind Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Absolutely could be. And there was a picture even, I think, today from training of those two walking off. Uh, of train walking off of training together, um, so I mean, there's there's some there's there's something there. Uh, I just think that Cueto probably is is a little bit further than than Alvarez right now. So we'll see we'll see where it all lands. It, this is going to be a nightmare for people. Anybody trying to predict a lineup this weekend? Um, if you get it right, you should probably go to Vegas and place a whole bunch of money on on some other things too. If you're if you're that good at guessing, because it's going to be a little bit of a, a puzzle piece here. There's just too many players who are injured. Um, and, you know, people were complaining certainly about Carrasco and Cuello playing in the center against Colorado. And you saw, and people wanted to really get down on Carrasco. And, you know, my my answer to that is he's third or fourth in depth of that position and he's playing. I would hope that there's a drop-off from your fourth guy. You know, it, it makes sense that he's not as good as everybody else who's probably in front of him at that position. So Remember we were talking about that, you know, with Janino and the, the midfield, there was just too many midfielders. It was too deep. Right. And now half the midfield, more than half the midfield is hurt. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos missed last game too. So it was one of those where you're sort of sitting there going, there's not enough bodies to do this. Uh, Jonathan looks like he's he's more than fit and ready to go uh, for Saturday. So that doesn't seem like an issue there. It's just a matter of getting some the healthy bodies on the field. It, it might be an easier starting lineup than we think. You just sort of play all the guys who aren't injured, um, which is something that happened last year as well. So uh, very interesting. I, I think that, you know, if you look at what this week is going to be, is it's going to be a lot of testing out for Guillermo Barrascoloto of what this lineup can be without Ola Kamara. And again, that seems likely. I, I don't think Ola Kamara comes back from China and said, oh, I gave it a try and he's going to be with the Galaxy. It could happen. I just, I think this deal seems 90, 95% done in my head. Um, and certainly with people I've talked to, it, it seems that way. And that the Galaxy are moving on without Ola Kamara. And yeah, how quickly I've... they replace anybody is, is I don't think it's going to be that quick. Yeah, I've been told that the deal is very close. Um, by the way, you talk about trying to make a starting lineup. Um, you still got to fill out an 18. Who are your seven players on the bench? Yeah, I don't. It's even tougher. That you're trying now. Now you're trying to really make me think. I mean, there's there's some healthy players, so I mean, you can put the, some guys there. But there's a lot of you know, uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce, uh, Matt Dave Matt, Romney. Yeah, Matt you know, Lampson. I, I was is thinking one. a lot about Dave Romney. Every year we start the the season this way with Romney being sort of the the the. Kike Hernandez, the desert, you know, the uh, utility player off the bench. He can play all every position along the back line and plug him in anywhere. And then he winds up starting most of the season and playing really well. And I, I just feel sorry for him because it's the same thing every year. He goes, he he's a guy that they don't count on. Then he proves to be invaluable. Then they congratulate him, and then he goes back to the bench for the start of next season. 
Uh, I wonder when he's going to break through this season and at which position, but uh, that would be a good bet to take to Vegas, that uh, Dave Romney winds up starting more than half the Galaxy's games yeah. and is one of the leading players on defense. Yeah, it could be. And, you know, it's this this day has been so busy with news, Kevin, with, with Ola Kamara and trying to figure out, you know, I completely forgot to even, you know, talk anything about the Colorado game where the Yellow Galaxy lost 3-1 and, you know, the 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 players who had bad games there were Cuello, um, Carrasco, um, and probably Dan Steras, but only for one play. I actually talked to Dan as he was leaving the locker room. We didn't get to talk to him directly, and it was a bit of a um, an S show, to say the least, uh, after the game. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, uh, seemingly unable to get everybody sort of on the same page in terms of timing um, after the games and, and how that's all going, and we'll see whether or not that happens here uh, for the start of the season. But we were waiting around and waiting around, and so by the time I finally left, I found myself walking out with Dan. He was a little bit behind me, so I slowed up and just talked to him. I said, hey, how are you feeling? And he just shook his head. He was like, you know, that wasn't good enough. We are like, yeah, we, we know. You, you can see it, and certainly from everybody who we talked to, uh, Jorgen Shelvik, um, you know, was, was saying the same thing. It just wasn't a good enough game. But, I mean, Stairs had a very good game. When you look at it, uh, the midfield really let the galaxy down with Carrasco and Cuello got, getting overrun in there, and it created a whole bunch of space in front of the defense, and the defense was left chasing people, so there were a lot of late steps and a lot of things going on. But, you know, Dan Starris had one turn that was probably ill-advised, and otherwise he's had a very solid preseason. So, I mean, you look at these guys, the, the galaxy fans are ready to ship off anybody whose name is Dave Romney or Dan Starris at any point. They're just not good enough, despite the fact that those two paired together last year to be the best defense the LA Galaxy had in the entire season. Yeah, so, I would say that Dave actually, Romney has stepped up and saved the team each of the last three seasons at some point. By the way, talking about Colorado, you remember I, uh, a prediction I made a couple of years ago that the Sporting Kansas City would never trade the player who we no longer name on this show. Yes. And and they wound up doing that. So here's my other prediction that will not come true, but that I actually, I actually think is true. Um, I think Colorado's going to be really good this year. They might be. You, I'll tell you, they had they were more dynamic than I think I've ever seen them. Um, at least in a while, there was a little bit under Pablo Mastroeni that was that was interesting, and that they played you know uh, some interesting soccer during one of his seasons there. But um, you know, Kai Kamara was certainly dangerous, and and you know tormented the LA Galaxy on on the night. So I mean, they have some good. Um, attacking pieces now, and they're a dangerous team. You put them at, at altitude, and I think people are going to have a tough time dealing ben, with Benny them. Benny Fellhaber was a really good player last year for LAFC, and now he's over there. I, I just I just have this feeling they did a lot in the offseason, and it kind of feels like they're due to have a good season. I, I, I don't think they're going to win Supporter Shield. There's no way, but I do think they make the playoffs, and I think that they're a factor all season. Yeah, and and I think that that's a that's a thing. There was another player. Um, is Acosta? I think Kellen Acosta is on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they acquired him. I think near the end of last season. Yeah, and he was he was really good in the game too. So anyway, just going back to that game, uh, you know, it was it was a mixed bag. Certainly, the midfield ruined everything else because there was no connection between the forwards and and the defenders. But I just wanted to, I, I, as we're talking about this, I'm like, oh, there was a game on Saturday. That's right. I I was there. I I wrote about it. We did a whole thing about it. So. Um, I wanted to at least touch on that a little bit and, and, and sort of take that. Um, I think this is going to be really interesting to see how the Galaxy, you know, sort of try to change this all up. Uh, the formation change is not good timing. Um, it's not something that I think that they planned on doing, and and certainly it'll be uh, interesting to see how they regroup and, and who they bring in. I feel like there's at least one player coming in. There could be as many as two players uh, with the amount of money the Galaxy could free up if this Kamara trade goes through. And 
of course, we're recording on a Tuesday night, so anything that happens on Wednesday will probably ruin anything that we've said uh, today or tonight, Kevin, and, and make sure that the rest of the week will be filled with, you know, just bad Galaxy information that we put out there now that it has all changed. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you never can tell, but it, one of the things that we did here sort of uh, on the down low that, that Scalotto, when he got here, really didn't like this roster was not real high on, I mean, there were certain players he liked for sure. I think he likes Alessandrini, definitely likes Salatan, but was not really high on this roster. And so when you look at, at Kamara leaving, possibly Gio leaving, getting more money back uh, from at least one of those, um, I, I don't think Scalotto is one who, the timing probably bothers him, but I don't think he's wringing his hands too much. I think he sees no. this as an opportunity to bring in players that he wants. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think in the in the overall idea of this going on, I think the Galaxy are probably going to be okay with it, and you know they'll probably you know, move on and, and, and bring in players that Guillermo wants. I mean, I think Dennis DeClosa is, is looking forward to wrapping up this DP deal thing so that way he can then move on. But, I mean, let's just say... For a second, Kevin, that the Galaxy do end up buying out Giovanni Dos Santos, um, the floodgates open for the Galaxy in terms of what else they'll be able to do, because that opens up uh, another $1.5 million in TAM, which means, you know, another player coming in. Um, there's a chance that the Galaxy could add two or three big players with the Kamara and the Giovanni Dos Santos moves uh, combined if they were to somehow uh, be combined there with with Gio getting bought out um, and if not the Galaxy still have a good chance of adding at least one really good player and possibly you know backup caliber player um, to this lineup by the time the transfer window is over or you know holding off some of that money for for the summertime as well and and making them go but I mean we talked about the Galaxy having a whole bunch of you know roster room and then we said oh wait no they're filling up and so that's not going to happen with the loans to Joao Pedro and Jameson it's 23 players currently on the LA Galaxy um, that are actually signed if you move Ola Kamara away from that then that makes it 22 so there's some room there's eight players there you certainly think Cuello and, and Rajo are probably still going to get signed so you're going to add a couple more there but there still seems some like there's some room on the senior roster here for these players to to get signed and for the Galaxy to still you know, make a little room under the salary cap with, with Ola Kamara's money coming in and possibly with, with Gio's money coming off as well. So it's just, there seems like there's opportunity there at least this time, Kevin. But I do think they're going to get off to a bumpy start, and I think they're lucky that two of their first three games are against Chicago and Minnesota and both of those at home. I mean, if those are winnable games even with a, an injured lineup. Um, I do think it'll be a bumpy start. Yeah, it very well could be. Um, it's it's going to be difficult to see any sort of cohesion with this team being there. They're going to probably change uh, formations here uh, just days before everything's ready to start. But a lot of what happened last year was Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming in, formations changing and doing different things whenever he was brought in, um, you know, a couple games into the season. So I don't think it's uncharted territory, but it's certainly going to be an interesting test for Guillermo Barrescoloto, for Dennis DeClosa to sort of see how they string and use this money that they have uh, to put together. So that's that uh, guy you just mentioned when he came in. He's pretty good. He, he he made the team better. Yeah, I think he did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to some questions. I've been neglecting questions lately from from listeners, and that's my bad. I apologize for that 100%. Um, one of the things, uh, let's see, let's see, Noah, Noah writes in and says, you know, any update truth to the Rossi to LA Galaxy rumors and we're throwing our hands up right now and saying we don't know. Um, it, very well by tomorrow, we could have some better answers on that. Um, but as of right now, any 
anybody I've talked to, you know, isn't saying, yeah, that's something that's happening. Now, yeah. If they can get Diego Rossi, I think they ought to go do that. That that would be, isn't he a designated player and he takes up an international slot? And I don't think the Galaxy. Well, actually, he's got his green card. So. Oh, there you go. One, one of those two things are correct. Okay. So he does. Hey, there's, there's one thing in the right direction. Now the Galaxy can have five designated players and everybody can lose their mind over it or something like that. Uh, let's go to uh, Julian. Julian says. Any idea of what a possible transfer fee would be for Ola and how would the Galaxy be most likely to use any money they get in return? I think we've said we, we've sort of, I've heard, I've seen a $3 million number, but I, that's nothing that I've been able to confirm or talk to. Um, you know, I think that's a, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility from China, Kevin. I don't think $3 million is like no. too much. Um, maybe the Galaxy can even get more out of it. Uh, there's a possibility there. But I think, you know, anywhere, if I'm honest, probably anywhere between one and a half and $5 million probably sounds like something that would be reasonable coming out of China. And I think that that's, that's the ass the galaxy are probably looking for. And, and yeah, and, and that could wind up being the sticking point. You know, if the team wants Kamar, Kamar definitely wants to go. The galaxy given permission to go. It could be the sticking part could be the, the transfer fee. And by the way, uh, the question was, how are they going to use that? I think the galaxy used that for a party for the media. Yeah, that's right. That's right. After, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. They're going to use all that money for the media. That I think that's exactly, yeah, perfect. Put in a soft serve ice cream machine, right? That's, that would be awesome. That would be perfect. I, I do like the enchiladas. The, the enchiladas are good. I have no problems yeah. with that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Thomas. Thomas asked two questions. I'm going to save one um, for just a second here. Um, and he asked, will they put Boateng or Alessandrini on top with Zlatan? Both possibilities. I think it's neither, Thomas. I think Alessandrini stays where he's at, um, and I think they put Cuello underneath. You can. I don't think they're going to stay in a 4-4-2, so I think you have to sort of throw out the idea that um, it's another forward or a striker that needs to be up there. You could put Pontius up there if you wanted to, but that doesn't really seem to work for me either. Uh, Efrain Alvarez, we talked at, being a number 10 in that 10 spot in the center of the three could be a possibility. Cuello is a possibility for me. I think those all make the most sense and you don't have to change as much. But there, if you really wanted to slide pieces around, Kevin, you can start sliding pieces around. You can move Alessandrini up to play with um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but then you have to have a right wing. And I don't know, you could put Pontius there. I don't think that's his position. I, I think the four-two-three-one makes the most sense. I think Zlatan likes being alone. I think he wants to be up there as a target striker on his own. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I I agree. I think he does like being up there, and, and it's just up to the Galaxy to sort of fill in the spaces around him whenever it happens. Um, let's see, uh, Lewis, or, uh, yeah, Lewis. Lewis says, um, any defender... What about the second part of his question? I, I'm, I'm saving it. Oh, okay. I'm putting it in my right. pocket. It's a good one to end on, so I'm... Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, any defenders you think Teclosa has his eye on? There was the, uh, the one Gonzalez guy. Was it Giancarlo Gonzalez, who was rumored at one point to be coming to the LA Galaxy? I don't know if that's still a thing, but... But you're looking, the LA Galaxy need two things in my opinion. And this is no disrespect to Mr. Dave Romney or Mr. Dan Stairs. Uh, they probably need another starting center back. Um, and if the Galaxy could go out and get that, I think that they would. Um, the other thing they need is probably either a starting right, ba right back or a backup right back. Uh, depending on how much money you want to spend on that, uh, Felcher has looked good. So for me, I look for a backup. Uh, Julian Araujo is the guy right now who is pegged as sort of that backup on the right hand side. But you're you're one injury away, one fallen, torn pectoral muscle from uh, Rolf Felcher again, and and Julian Araujo is your starting right back. Um, so just sort of keep that in mind when you're looking at where the Galaxy could possibly be be replacing people on that on that defense. Um, Let's see. Let's go to uh, to Jay, Jay Ramos, and he says, uh, is this really an Ola Kamar request, or is Dennis DeClosa scrambling to solve the GODP versus TAM versus MLS compliancy riddle? 
Uh, Kevin, I'll let you answer that one because that again we've we touched on it, but it needs reiterated. Those two things are not related in any way, shape, or form. Whatever happens with Ola has nothing to do with Geo. Whatever happens with Geo probably has very little to do with Ola. It, whatever happens with Ola's contract, it doesn't solve the DP problem at all. The only way it affects it, I think, is that it with Ola going, it does create a possible spot for Geo. To, to play and to thrive if he decides he wants to be stay on the team. Yeah, and and that but that's not a cause and effect issue there. That's no. that's more like, oh, this happened. Fit, yeah. Yeah. And and now Geo possibly could move into it. The second question from Jay Ramos is more interesting though. Who currently on the roster picks up Ola's twenty eight production of fourteen goals, Kevin? Nobody. Ah, no. Incorrect answer. Buzz, let's see. Hold on. Do I have? No, I don't have the air horn on this one. Do I have the air horn? No, I don't. I have to go all the way over here and go, no. That I'm sure somebody crashed their car this time. I gave them plenty of warning, but I, I was trying. Um, no, the answer is there is somebody on the team who is more than capable of scoring 14 goals this season and picking up the 14 goals that uh, that Ola Kamara has left aside if he uh, departs the LA Galaxy. Roman Alessandrini. No. No, because he's going to actually think Roman's going to have a really good season. I think he is, too, but I don't think he's going to pick up plus 14 goals or whatever he is. There is one player, though. Zlatan Ibrahimovic can score 14 more goals than he did last year and pick well, up. Well, that's that's good. See, You're right. Yep. You're I, absolutely right. I, I was thinking I, I did what you did whenever I saw it. I said, no, there's nobody who's going to score 14. Go, oh, wait a minute. There is one guy. It's it's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He says my he's gonna, next guess was going to be David Bingham, but I think Zlatan's a better one. <laughs> Zlatan's probably probably. And by the way, he said he's going to break all the records in MLS, right? So he 22 plus 14 is 36. Does that do it? What was uh, Martinez's record? No, I, yeah, that would break the record. Okay, was it, or was it thirty-seven? Four thirty-five. I don't remember now. Don't See, remember. now we look like idiots. We should so yeah. we should know what the top scorer scorer in MLS history is. Well, we could always edit it that way. No, nah, that sounds like too much work. We'll just be idiots for a little while. Um, all right, so uh, that's that. Now we go back up as we get ready to close this out. This is this is the most important one. Uh, Thomas writes in his second question was the best one, I think. He says, "Will Malia Emma be singing?" The national anthem at the opener this Saturday. Oh, I know that. I know the answer to that. I know it. I know it. I know it. I, I, I figured me, me. it. Call me. Call me. Yes, call me. Kevin. Mister Kevin backs the panda himself with the answer. Yes, he. Yes, she will. And you. The bonus question is: you got to say her last name. But yes, no. Malia Emma will be back. She will sing the national anthem. Uh, other opening day little tributes of information, of course, is going to be the unveiling of the uh, David Beckham statue. Come rain or come shine. And the team uh, will wear black armbands uh, in honor of Ziggy Schmidt. And there will be a, a one minute, uh, apparently they're calling it a minute of applause. They're, they're going to celebrate Ziggy's life uh, and not mourn his death. It's, so it, they're going to, uh, there'll be a, a moment of appreciation for Ziggy Schmidt. Who, regardless of what you thought about what happened last year, he did win the first, the team's first uh, MLS Cup title. And he is the all-time MLS leader among coaches and wins. Uh, he won what? Two MLS titles, one with the Galaxy, one with Columbus, and then was the coach when Seattle won, uh, started the year with them. So definitely, the, uh, you know, he's a legend. He's in that Hall of Fame three times. So good I, good for the Galaxy to do that. Yeah, I have a, I have a prediction for the, uh, for the one minute of applause that there will actually be applause in the press box as well. 
Um, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that I don't. I'll be, think, I'll be applauding. As will I. So uh, so we'll be there. Um, no. So it's interesting. But anyway, I thought that was good to sort of end on. I'll, I'll tell you, the weather doesn't look good for this weekend. Um, it looks like it's going to be pretty nasty on Saturday. So we'll keep an eye on that. We have a live show coming up on Thursday, which, by the way, I have no co-host for because you know everybody decides that they want to be busy on the week, the lead-in to to the start of the LA Galaxy season so I got to figure that out what's what a surprise so oh, oh, a day late on this one and I got to find a co-host for Thursday it sounds like I'm going to be busy the next couple of days that's okay that's but, how it works but just so you know remember come rain or come shine that they're going to do the David Beckham statue so I'm going to be there by the way it was 34 goals 30, 34 okay so Zlatan will, he just has to pick up the 14 you know and it looks like he could do that I mean it, it, what was the game last year against Orlando where he had the hat trick and it just looked like he could have scored any time that he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I think, I think I said it whenever uh, Eric uh, was on one of our podcasts and we were trying to decide like numbers of if, if you said Zlatan Ibrahimovic was going to score uh, four goals, would that surprise you? You're like, no, like in a game, right? Four goals. Would that surprise you? No. And you're like, what about five goals? No, I could see him scoring five goals. What about six? Mm, six sounds like a lot. Okay, so six, but it's borderline. I'm still, I'm still sort of like, okay, six is. What about seven? Seven sounds like a lot of goals for one guy to score in one game. That one's probably impossible. But it's like, but could, could you see Zlatan Ibrahimovic scoring seven goals in a game? Yeah, I could probably still see it. it it's one of those things. There doesn't seem to be a number where I ever think that that's you know impossible. A million goals, yeah, that one's gonna be impossible. But I mean, within reason, and I can't believe I'm saying seven and within reason. But yeah, there's there's some things there. So a million goals, that would be a record. I think it would be in one game and in yeah, the season. One game. <laughs> in one game and in the season. All right, um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that we have done? Again, best in the galaxy T-shirts open for round two. There, twenty dollars gets you the shirt. Order by March thirteenth. Go to corner of the galaxy. Click the shop button. Also at the shop button there, you can get a COG scarf. Uh, twenty. Again, we get rid of these ones. I design a new one and we do it all over again. Um, with a with a panda this time. Probably no pandas. I don't think oh, you can't man. do pandas out of yarn. I think is the rule or something like that. There's there's lots of rules with pandas. You're not allowed to. I think China owns the copyright or something. So uh, hey, maybe that's why Ola's going to China. He likes pandas. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. That's it. That's exactly what it is. All right. You have anything else? Or are we done? I think we're done. Oh, thank God. All right. I haven't had anything all night. Uh, good. I'm, 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 I'm glad. All right. Let's, uh, if you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at kbaxter11. And please head on over to the latimes.com uh, where you can find all of his wonderful writing covering the LA Galaxy, LAFC, and soccer around uh, Southern California, around the world, quite honestly. Uh, again, that podcast coming out on Friday with Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, featuring the panda. Arrive early, leave late from the LA Times. Make sure you check that out. Also in the paper, some uh, some written stuff from Kevin there as well. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jguessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for all of our shows, all of our written articles, all of our news and information, including the rumor tracker tracking right now, Ola Kamara's transfer, possible transfer to China. All right. Uh, I think that about does it for Mr. Kevin Baxter, the panda himself. I'm Josh Gessman Pato, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Vox on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Vox podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again 
Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.